Hello, and welcome to episode 88 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And standard seems like it's in an interesting place. That's an interesting word for it. Yes. So yes. we've got some a little bit of thoughts on that, some thoughts on mm-hmm. Limited. Yep. And so if you want to get at us with your thoughts about Zendikar Rising, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can also drop us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Don't forget if you're looking to pick up any new cards from Zendikar Rising to please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Everything you purchase after following that link, we will get a small sliver of to help keep the show rolling. There's lots of cool stuff in this set you should probably pick up. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do that at Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Um, our patrons get early access to show notes. I try to post them the day before the show goes live so you can kind of see what's coming. Um, we also record our pre-show thoughts, ramblings, what have you, catching up for the week, talking about the week's episode while we're doing our audio checks. We record that and blast it up there on pa- Patreon also. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. I posted a pre-release kit video, I believe, and part of our video episode from last week can be found on our YouTube channel. Occasionally, we do some other stuff there, too. Also, it's another place just to find our show. Yeah. One last thing is that we have a Discord channel. Uh, link should be in the description. It's also on Facebook and on Twitter. A lot of cool people hang out in our Discord, so if you want to be one of those, follow the link and chat with us let us know what you think yeah so i'm gonna jump into standard first and then whatever you want to do the show's going to be a little impromptu um some behind the scenes stuff happening we're going to keep it a little short and we didn't really have a whole lot of time to prepare so yeah so we'll start with standard and you saw an interesting uh list on uh the internet which was a tier list of all the cards that were in standard already. Yeah. I stole this off of Twitter and I want to make sure that I give the person that I stole it from credit at Dogger Q bones. Correct. Um, and if you are in our, uh, what you call it, um, our Patreon and you see our show notes, there'll be a link in there to this, this list. And I know it, this list doesn't have any new cards in it, but the person went through and made a tier list of every card that was currently in standard. And I thought that that was, this was kind of a unique way to like approach a new format. They Um, actually have some new cards in it because the best green cards have a Lotus Cobra in it. Oh yeah. Look at that. Best black. I don't know if someone else added these after the fact, but maybe. Oh yeah. Nighthawk scavenger is in black. Yeah. So they've added a few. Yeah. Omn- Omnath, <laughs> Omnath is a role player. <laughs> a role player. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, but- I mean, I, I didn't really need. Like, I didn't think that we had to go through this whole list. I mean, oh, we no. can post a link to it if you want to. Yeah, we um, can put it in the I show just notes. thought that I just wanted to talk a little bit about like how this list might be useful. It's it's kind of a weird way to approach deck building. It's just kind of looking at, like, what are the absolute best cards? And I guess, like, how can I figure out how to play them? 
Yeah, how to jam as many of them as you can in, in, in a deck. Play forest? Yeah, there's a lot of green ones. Like, there are more green ones than there are white, blue, black, and red combined. No, yeah. there are it's six of those four colors and six green ones, according to this person's estimation, and yeah. seven if you count Uro. So it's like seven <laughs> and seven. Yeah. No, but I can see where you're like, okay, what are the best cards that were in the format, and how? Mm-hmm. Can, what are the best cards kind of coming in to the format that like can work with these and things like that? So it yeah. is an interesting thing to do to go through and look at like what are the cards that are you know that are good and that are coming in and that are um, like still here. How can we put those together? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll post a link in our Discord. Yeah, someone. Maybe I mean, I'll someone spent a lot of time. Mister Doggart. Mister at Doggart Cubone spent a lot of times. Yeah, like I re- I really think this is just every card in standard. I mean, this list is huge. Oh, do you see who his MPL testing partner is? I did not know. One Mr. Chris Kavartek. Oh, really? So this might be Kavartek's buddy that he te- that he tests with. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. And I mean, on some level, that can, like, perhaps skew. So you yeah. can see how that skews stuff. Because, like, right. I don't know. I don't think Edgewall Innkeeper is one of the absolute best cards in the format. Uh, no, but Elder Gargaroth might be. Have you seen the price of Elder Gargaroth? No. Uh, no. Let me look it up so that I'm not uh, completely mistaken here, but I want to say it was up around $30. Oh, my gosh. Well, it started to get played in like just every random deck. Yeah. Yeah, like, just a, re- a regular pack Elder Gargaroth, like nothing fancy, is 24 bucks. Yeah, because it's just getting played in like everything. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, the cyborg card du jour. Mm-hmm. So. Lucky Clover, again, I don't think is format-defining at this point. No. But, no, I mean, it is good to go through and be like, okay, what are the cards that we want to play? Mm-hmm. And how can I get them? I mean, a list like this. Deck? Yeah, a list like this could be helpful when you're trying to build a sideboard, too, just to see, like, what you have access to. Maybe you forgot a card existed. Or what are the cards you need to, that other people think are good that you need to try to account for? Yeah. Where maybe you were like, I don't think that card's very good, but then other people have it, you know, high on their tier list. Right. And then are like, you're like, oh, maybe I do need to account for the Great Henge. Yeah. Where you might not have thought of the Great Henge, like, otherwise. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I have avoided standard due to the fact that I don't have so much time and so many cards in my arena collection. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But from what I've seen, it seems awful. It certainly doesn't seem great. I have heard a whole lot about what's going on in Standard right now, and we can certainly dive into what little we know. But I played a whole bunch of Sealed this weekend. Yes. Um, trying to get a feel for limited and build my collection out, yada, yada, yada. So I haven't actually built any current standard decks, and I didn't play much of last standard. I was pretty hooked in historic. Yeah. Um, so I really have no idea what's happening in standard right now. So from um, what? Well, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I at one point last night did try to hop on Twitch to see if I could catch some of these, the shenanigans that are happening. 
and it seemed like everybody was streaming limited. There were like actual zero people at whatever time I signed on streaming standard. So from what I've seen, it's like more ramp big mana stuff. Mm -hmm. But now we have Omnath as kind of the bridge ramp card. Yeah. That's what we needed. Yeah. So (laughs) it wasn't good enough by itself. We needed Omnath. So, right, this is a problem that we've seen previously in the last standard, mm-hmm. which is four mana cards that pay for themselves. Right. And the way these decks are built, like, Omnath is, like, almost always free. Mm-hmm. And it draws itself a card. It's like a Wilderness Wreck that draws a card, or a Fires that also cantrips. Yikes. So you have that as... um an issue and Mm -hmm. apparently from what i've seen on twitter and other podcasts and whatnot you're basically able with the combination of omnath and lotus cobra to put your entire deck into play on turn four or five well you need like a genesis ultimatum or something else yeah so but those are the two things that are giving you the mana to cast your genesis ultimatums and your escape the wilds where you're yeah. like just drawing five cards over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that like we standard is this for a little while until people figure out like what interaction kind of puts this under control. Mm-hmm. Because like I don't want to go back to a standard where you have to play like Embercleave because you have to like, you know, 50 people on turn five or you're four or five or you die yeah what's that um isn't there a new blue enchantment that would hose this cacophony uh, not cacophony oh confounding conundrum yeah where if you put in a land you have to pick up a land uh yeah yeah well i mean well i guess that doesn't really stop it huh right like if you genesis ultimate then you put in three lands and then you get to pick up three lands right you still and made if you made a bunch of mana yeah, and if you hit an Azuzi, you can just plop them back down again. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not good if Standard is just back to this like great big go-over-the-top thing where there's only like one deck that's worth playing. Yeah. And now, granted, we're kind of sky is falling, and the set still isn't officially released. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, it might as well be like there's no paper events. So, I mean, the set might as well be released. But like this is all anyone on Twitter is talking about that I can see is just like this is a mistake. And here's how you make the most busted version of it. Well, I mean, I'm not. This isn't the only thing I've seen people talking about. What else have you seen them talking about? Because that's really the thing I've seen the most buzz around. Um, I've seen lots of people with like 400 scoot swarms. This is true. <laughs> I, I not trying made like sixteen in a limited game. Yeah, I I had a pool that had Scoot Swarm and uh, is it Mirror Pool Mystic or whatever the clone. Yeah, yeah. So you got so to I got to I got to clone my Scoot Swarm and then make copies of your Scoot Swarm. Well, yeah, I made lots of lots of Scoot Swarm copies. Nice. It was good. Yeah, like that's a. I think that's a. Like, let's try to break arena card. Yeah, probably. Where you're just like ramping into giant scoot swarms or lots of yeah. scoot swarms. 
Yeah, just make the game crash. Yeah, just like, can I get like a thousand scoot swarms? And for yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> I don't think I've seen quite a thousand. Yeah. So a while back, we were all excited about Thieves Guild Enforcer. And we were like, mm-hmm. this is the kind of magic we'd like to play, right. but it's not the kind of magic we're allowed to play. Correct. And I think that this, like the blue-black tempo decks, like all the rogue stuff, we might be mm-hmm. in that same situation. Yeah, I think so too. Right. Like imagine you're playing a like tempo-y trade one for one and like just barely get you dead before you like lose all control of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And your opponent's like, I'll play three mana, gain three life and draw a card. Cool. Next Ugh. turn. Next turn, I'll pay four mana, make a 4-4, four, four, draw a card, I'll play a land, and I'll gain four life. Ugh. Yeah, like, and then, like, let's say you countered all that stuff, and you're like, yeah, we're doing it. And they're like, eh, I'll cast Into the Wilds. <laughs> draw five cards. And I'll draw five cards. And I'll play two lands, and then I'll cast Genesis Ultimatum. And I'll draw five cards and have paid all their mana costs and just put them all into play. Right. Right. Like the kind of like tempo-y like nickel and dime them decks. Like mm-hmm. those are like those are gone because you can't let anything ever resolve. Yeah. Right. Like the mono blue deck that was good and standard, it had that problem as well. Mm-hmm. Right. But it had enough stuff and standard was set up in such a way that like it could pick and choose what resolved or you get the draws where just nothing resolved. Mm-hmm. But like if something resolved, it wasn't like the end of the world. Right. And now it just seems like any spell that resolves is it's just the, end of the, the end of the world. You're just like, I can't ever do anything. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So, cause I was just trying to think here, like, uh, I guess Fabled Passage comes to play tap because I was like trying to figure out how you can cast like a turn three uh, Return to the Wilds, but you can't. Or Escape to the Wilds. You can't, so that's fine. But like <laughs> you can just do so much that you, like wait, you can't you can't turn three up with like a Gilded Goose? You could they don't play Gilded Goose, but you could with a Gilded Goose. I was trying yeah. to figure out if you could Fabled Passage, but you can't you don't have the fourth land. Yeah. You can only get the four mana. But like if everything is just go big, go over the top, like that just stops being they, fun. They play Azusa. They you can don't. do it with Azusa. You can do oh. it with Azusa. They don't play Azusa. They play um, Dried of the Elysium Grove. I think just because it's harder to kill. Yeah. And it it fixes your mana. Yeah. But yeah, like when you never miss a land drop because you're like secretly playing forty lands in your deck. Mm-hmm. And you um, uh, can just do ridiculous things. Like it's no, it's no fun. It's fun. Like so, I think like combo decks like this are fun when you have to work for it. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. It's fun when they're at least a little bit fragile. Like when you gotta when you gotta work for it to make it happen, or when you have a chance of fizzling, or you know what I mean. Yeah. When it's not guaranteed every turn for. Yeah, well, I mean, even if it's not guaranteed every turn four, like, all of your cards say draw a card on them. Like, you can never mm-hmm. run out of gas. Yeah. Right, so, 
and like you're not playing any bad cards right mm-hmm. like you know the oh gosh what was it the psi master thopterist like paradoxical outcome deck it was a bunch of bad cards it's a bunch of really bad cards and like three play sets of cards that were good only because they were surrounded by complete and utter garbage Right. And if you didn't draw one of those 12 cards, you just drew like ornithopters and bone saws or whatever it was. Like you just drew trash. Yeah. Right. Now, if we have a combo deck that is just purely Amazeballs cards. Right. Like, why? Like, oh, hey, I guess my combo plan didn't work. I guess I will just be the best mid range deck in the format. <laughs> because I'm playing Uro. As I'm playing Uro and Omnath and like Terror of the Peaks. Yeah. Like I'm just playing like ridiculous stuff. Right. So, so your fail case is like the most powerful cards in the format. Yeah, is every like mythic yeah. in the format. And like, you know, this is September. And mm-hmm. if this is how things are, like this is a year of this. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, how that works out if we just have a year of this. Like, and again, we could, things could shift and people, like, could find the right interaction mm-hmm. to, but then you're still just playing against a solid mid-range deck. Go I ahead. wonder if it's time for, like, a taxes deck. We have a lot of pieces for a taxes deck. Do we? We have the new thing that you can only cast one spell a turn. And we have Rin Wingmare. Okay. And don't we have... Oh, no, I guess she rotated out. Lavinia rotated it Lavinia out. Lavinia rotated out, and so did Tithe Taker. But yeah. it's only on your opponent's turn. Or on, yeah. Um, Maybe we don't have the pieces anymore, then. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, you know... I don't know what like, you would. Put. That that deck would die to a taxes deck, though. It would because they just need to. Like, they have to spend all of their mana every single turn. Yeah. I think. I Do think that we the, still have. Uh, was it like deafening silence or whatever? Deafening silence is still in the format, and we also have the the white two three flyer that does the right, same yeah. thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, but so okay, you stick a deafening silence, and they're like, all right, well that sucks. I'm just gonna play my four four that cantrips. That's my one spell for the turn. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, cool. I played a two, three. I guess I lose that race. <laughs> right. Hopefully, like, things balance themselves out. Like, if you think about when Throne of Eldraine came out, mm-hmm. remember the thing that everyone was super hot for was Esper Dance? Like, well, it, yeah, but that deck was only hot, like, up until release weekend. Yeah. But my, kinda died. my point being was, like, that was the super hype thing, and, like, Brian Gottlieb won a tournament with it. And That's true. And then, like, two weeks later, he was like, that's the worst deck I ever won an event with. That deck's garbage. Yeah. And it's like, huh. So, like, maybe there's a hope that this deck goes the same way as people figure out what else to do or how to combat it. Maybe. But uh, our lord and savior, Crokey's. Uh, uh, tweeted out yeah. the Omnath decks are bad, but they won't be for long. Oh boy, what's so, he got up his sleeve? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he's 
He's he's coming for us. He's going to show us the way, all us paper boomers. Yeah. Show me the way, buddy. Show me the way. Show me how to how to make that deck somehow better. <laughs> uh, That's what it needs is to be better. It needs to be better. So, yeah. Uh hopefully this will this will pass. Like so mm-hmm. we were talking about before the show is how does this stuff keep happening? Like, I don't know, man. I play limited and I'm like, this is a fun limited environment. Things seem balanced. Yeah. Nothing's horrific. Mm-hmm. And then like you walk into standard and you're just like, Oh my God, what were you doing? I'm Nath lit everything on fire. But I mean, th- so limited fine. Right. Yep. In, in Zendikar rising. Yeah. Um, no, limited good. I think the draft format's good. I think I, I had a lot of fun playing sealed this weekend. Ikoria, limited environment, good. Yeah, yeah. Ruins magic. I yep. I say Theris Beyond Death. Its limited format was, I think, it was fine. Like it was I don't, fine. I don't look back on it like super fondly, but mm-hmm. like, gave us like just garbage standard cards like Uro right. in every format. Uh, Elspeth conquers death. Death is just a garbage card, and same yep. with uh, Dream Dream Trawler. Mm-hmm. Right, and then um, I guess I could say I was not a huge fan of Throne of Eldraine Limited. And yeah, it, I really wasn't either. And but I, it also like completely destroyed standard. Yeah, it just completely destroyed like three formats. Yeah, and oh, that's true. It wasn't just standard; it was every format. It was every format. It broke every format. Yeah. Like. You know, legacy now, like the best deck in legacy is like three Oko, four Uro. It's what the a best. world we live in. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, 27 years of magic history. Meet the last 12 months. <laughs> you can't, summer Uro Oko. Yeah, you can't beat the last 12 months. Right. Like, you get Brainstorm, Ponder, and some lands. And then you just have to play all these cards we've printed in the last year. Yep. Hey, that's how you sell booster packs. I guess. Oh, you also mentioned going back to Omnath for a second. Like, this is like the third time they've printed a card that like clearly is like a commander plant. Right. That, that just, broke standard. Just breaks standard. So like, yeah. I think Golos... I don't think it was Golos' fault. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Field's fault. Right. And then Agent of Treachery, like again, I don't think it was its fault. I think it was Lucas' fault. Yeah. But like all these cards that were like, oh, hey. You're, you're also missing a key one. Which one am I missing? Nexus of Fate. Oh, yeah. Nexus of Fate. Commander yeah. card. Yep. All right. I have, a, I have an idea for everyone who listens to this show. When mm-hmm. I talk about a card in pre-release and I go like, hmm, you know, I think it's probably a good commander card. Just buy it out because like the last <laughs> few, buy all of them. The last few times I was like, you know, I think that's a pretty solid commander card. It's like the best thing to do. Because <laughs> like you yeah. look at Omnath and you're like, huh, pretty good commander card. Yeah, four colors, man. You're never going to cast that in standard. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, we have Lotus Cobra and like. You're I playing heard... blue green already, and now yeah, you get like Lotus was it Cobra. Prismatic Omen on a yeah. two four, right? 
And it's like, oh no, we can we can totally do that. Yeah, we can just cast whatever you want. Yeah. So, and also like the mythic, the all the double face cards are yeah. like just bonkers. Like, yeah, the flip cards are doing really weird things. But I think we talked about it a little bit in the pre-show. But I was having a chat with uh, one of the guys at the game store yesterday, and how. Like, magic right now is very different. Like, power creep aside. Well, I mean, I guess it is still kind of power creep. But magic right now is not the same game that we played 12 months ago. Like, companions fundamentally change the way you build decks and still build decks. You know, even after the rule. It still changes the way that you think about building a deck. Yeah. Um, Same way with these double-faced lands. It it just changes the way you're gonna play this game from here going forward. I watched someone who was just picked up oops all spells mm-hmm. in um legacy, but it's no mm-hmm. longer oops all spells. It's oops right. all spells, but eight of these spells are lands. Yeah. And went nine one. Wow. Just like four one just smashed people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll just play this and then like cast a cabal therapy with my uh with my land. And then okay, <laughs> now that the coast is clear, dark ritual lotus petal kill you. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. That seems not at all reasonable. Right. Like there's Belcher in Modern now that is good. Yep. Uh or better because of it. But not even like these dumb combo decks that don't want you to have lands. Just yeah. the fact that, like, a medium spell on turn seven is better than a land mm-hmm. in, like, every situation. So, like, just a deck full of medium spells that lets you play 40 lands. Right. So you always hit your land drops to cast your, like, 12 spells that are busted. Yeah, that's kind of an important thing to note, too. If you look back at, like, the field decks... I think that was kind of a problem with the field decks that nobody really talked about is those decks were so consistent partially because they just never missed a land drop. You're playing, you know, 32 lands in that deck. Yeah. You You just never missed a land drop. You always cast your spells on time. Yeah. You always cast your spells on time. And like, even if your lands came into play tapped, you were always getting to do something. Yeah. And like, you know, normally you get to like four mana and then you miss your fifth land drop. Right. But instead it was just like, no, we just have them always. And now it's like, no, I always have my lands. And then, you know, the double face cards being such a high mana cost gives you something to do with those lands, uh, with that, all those lands that you put into play. Right. Even if the effect is like, whatever, Mm -hmm. it's still good. Yeah. Have you gotten any of these in limited? Um, yeah, I had the white one. I don't think I ever cast it. I think yeah. I played. I uh, the blue one I cast multiple times. I also cast the blue one multiple times. So I had a game in sealed where I cast the blue one, and then the two drop with kicker that lets you buy back a spell. Yep. And I bought it back, and I cast it again, and it was awesome. Whew. So that that is very good. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I cast it a few times and it was just like, fine, I drew seven mana draw three or draw yeah. four. And it's like, yeah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's way better than drawing island. Yeah. So let's transition here since we're already okay. talking about limited a little bit to our limited experience. So I played a bunch of draft. Um, mm-hmm. What is my, what is my record? I am uh, draft 16 is uh, done and we're waiting mm-hmm. to do it. I am 56 and 39. Oh, that's pretty good. I have, I've earned 46 packs and I have spent um, 19,000 gold and 4,000 gems. Sweet. Yeah, so I think like that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, funnily enough, I am. What am I? Twenty? Was it twenty six? I think I'm twenty six and eleven. If I play islands in my deck, <laughs> and I'm like thirty and twenty eight. If I don't. I think the blue in the set is very good. Like, um, I just was clowning people. It was amazing. Yeah. So, I think this goes for Sealed as well, though I haven't played Sealed. Like, mm-hmm. play all your double-faced cards. Like, oh, if, 100%. All I, of them. I draft them super duper high. Sometimes I think to my detriment, mm-hmm. but I try to have at least three and preferably yeah. like five in my deck because what that lets you do is let's say you have i'm shooting to play 19 to 20 lands in every one of my decks including those double faced lands exactly so right if i get five i can cut down to um 15 uh actual lands maybe 14 depending on my curve like, mm-hmm. I have a red-white aggressive deck that's drafted. I think I'm playing 14 lands because I have, like, uh, four double face cards. Yeah, spell lands. Yeah. So, like, I prioritize drafting those very highly because how many times in a game of limited do you just lose to not hitting your third land drop? A bunch. You That is no longer realistically, like, an issue. Yeah. Right? Like... Have I missed my fourth land drop in my 19 land deck? Or third land drop in my 19 land deck? Yes, I have. Was Mm -hmm. I salty about it? Yes, I was. (laughs) But for the most part, you just get to hit your third and fourth land drop like every game. Yeah. Another thing is that I know we were just talking about the mythic ones and you said that you haven't really cast the mythic ones. I think most of the lower rarity ones I cast pretty frequently. Yeah, um, I wish I would have made a list, but like, I think of them, let's say the uncommon ones, because they're the ones you get most often. Yeah. I think like the three green ones, Balagid Recovery, yeah. the the whatever the fight card is, and then the, yep. the Mana Dork, yep. those cards are all amazing. Yeah, that fight, I was going to say that fight card especially is fantastic. And it's an I, instant. I don't you, yeah, I don't know how you can say no to a removal spell. That's also a land. Yeah, uh, the blue ones are a little less good. Well, I think like two of them are good, 
and then the uh, so the Jarwall disrupt disruption and the whatever the the two in a blue look at the top six cards putting instant or sorcery in your hand. Yeah, like those are both fine playables. I got to get someone so bad. We like went land go land go. Yeah, and I played a one one, and then like they cast a removal spell, and I was like uh, the the new dive down thing. Mm-hmm. And then like they went to the following turn, they were like play my three drop, and I was like I'll counter that for one. And it was just it was like yep, yeah, the game is done now. Good talk, everyone. I uh, love that card. That card. I think I think that is the one that I have cast more than any others. Yeah, like you have to play around it if they're in blue because yeah. they should have taken it. Right. Um and when it's like too late for it to be useful, it's just a land. It triggers all your landfall. Yeah. It's fa- fantastic. It seems like all of the like the bomby stuff in this set is like turn 4, turn 5 and like it the deck that wants that stuff wants to play it on curve. It's not like you can afford to wait a turn to play it. I have sniped so many dranas with that stupid two mana counter spell. It is like way better than you think it should be. And it's like yeah. only ever as dead as drawing a land would have been. Right. Right. Like, so like the worst case scenario, it is the land you would have drawn anyway on turn 10. Mm hmm. Right, like that's its worst case. So it's like, okay, it's all upside. Yep. Like you have to sequence your lands in a particular like order. Right. You have to be mm-hmm. like mindful of like, well, I need to play my tap land on turn one, right? Because I want to be able to cast my two and my three. But sometimes you're like, oh, if I draw a land here, I have three lands. I'll hold on to this spell and maybe get some value out of it. If yeah. I draw more lands, and if you don't, and you're like, okay, it's my fourth land drop. Right. Right, just to have that flexibility is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. The black one, the like the one mana one that like like returns a creature. I've not yeah. seen that one cast, but like the two three rogue with menace, yep. I beat someone down with my swamp. Yep. I was just like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna play this on three, and now I'm gonna bounce your stuff, and you're gonna take like you're gonna this is gonna <laughs> deal you eight damage over the course yeah. of four turns. <laughs> cool and then like you know i had a a zareth so right, you can attack mm-hmm. with that flash in your zareth pick it up and now make your land drop correct and that's the other thing is all of the stuff like the what's the the hawk the the bird the tutu that picks oh, up yeah, a the land fledgling no no that picks up a land oh yeah the tazim whatever it is yeah. yep so that. I'm going to be really good at names. The 6-5 Trampler that picks up two lands. The green guy, yeah. The green guy. Uh, the 4-5 that when it, you pick up a land, it deals yeah, two the, damage. The Hellion. Yeah. All yep. of those cards, if you have those spell lands in your in your deck and you played one early, just read, draw, like, a draw a card. It's like, yeah. draw a medium spell, but it's right. still draw a spell. Mm-hmm. Like, you play your 6-5, and then you pick up your Balaged Recovery, Yep. And then they kill it, and you just get to cast your Balagad recovery <laughs> and get it back. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like, yeah, you've got to deal with it again. Or they killed your bomb early on, and you're just like, all right, I guess I'll just pick this up and get it back. Mm-hmm. Or like you pick up the 
the one that looks for instants and sorceries, and you're like, well, I guess I just got to draw the best instant or sorcery out of my top six cards. Cool. Yep. Yeah, it's... They're nuts. Right? Like, standard decks... I don't think there's an excuse to play less than 30 lands in air quotes in mm-hmm. your standard deck for the next two years. Like, um, The way standard is right now, sure. If there's room for like a tempo or an early game mid-range deck, um, I don't know that you want to run a bunch of tap lands. Not saying you can't run some of the mythic right. ones. You run eight of the but... mythic ones. So you play like you can play twenty two yeah. real lands and eight of the mythic ones. And you're at thirty lands. Yeah, There's I guess like you're right. no reason not to play thirty lands. Mm-hmm. Right? If you wanna if you wanna be like I'm a super aggressive, like one color deck, maybe. Mm-hmm. But still like you're like the mono green deck, you're like, I'll play this mana dork. That is also my my first land of the of the game. If right. I look at my opening hand and I'm like, oh, I have like two mana dorks in a forest. I guess yeah. I get to keep this and um, play my mana well, dork on two. While we're talking about that card in particular, I do want to say that while we're counting these like as lands in the deck or whatever, um, don't be afraid to play them as lands. Like just because there's a spell on the backside that might be useful, don't be afraid to play it as a land. Yeah, um, I think that is something that you have to like learn. And like yeah. this is where like you know if you've listened to limited resources or even us, like the idea of like having a plan, looking mm-hmm. at your opening hand and saying like, okay, what am I trying to do turns two through four based on this hand. Right. Right. And sometimes you're like, okay, I have two lands and this uh, like double face card mm-hmm. and I want to play two drop into three drop. Hope I draw another land to play my four. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, okay, well that means I have to play my tap land, tap land on one yep. because I, that guarantees me my two into my three. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to play the crappy three, one uh, warrior guy into the cleric that gives indestructible and get in a guaranteed three damage on turn three because I'm yeah. an aggressive deck. So I've got to play my, my Sejiri's shelter mm-hmm. on turn one. So I can go two into three. Right. But what makes that way better is if you have the Tazim Falcon bird guy or whatever, or yeah, you have you just pick it up later. Yeah. Or like the number of times I've like, played the three mana give plus two plus two at sorcery speed is my first land. Mm-hmm. And then on like turn six picked it up. Yeah. And just been like, this is happening next turn. Right. What are you going to do? Yep. And you just, it, they just don't do anything. They're like, Oh, I guess <laughs> I, I guess I can't win now because yep. his three mana, his three mana two, two also said, draw a card on it. Mm-hmm. Like draw a mediocre, like, rally the peasants or whatever it is or inspiring yeah. charge right it's like one extra mana on inspiring charge mm-hmm. it's not at sorcery speed but you're just like here this is like plague wind right like worst it's case thing is, that you're gonna have to deal with yeah worst case i just drew plague wind and you're gonna have to like sack half your board <laughs> or all of your board to not die right yeah i did have a game over the weekend where my opponent 
played their first land, played their second land, didn't draw their third land, and cast the mana dork instead of playing it as a land. Ooh, and then you just killed it? And I just killed it, yeah. And, like, sent them back to the Stone Ages? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game basically ended at that point. And, like, that that was kind of my point, is just because it's a spell and you've kind of been conditioned to, you know, get as much value as you can out of your spells, like I alluded to earlier, I think these lands change the way that we just play the game in general forever. So I think we kind of have to condition ourselves to you know, look at what's best. And like you said, come up with a plan and not necessarily try to get, you know, value out of your spells. Yeah. And like, also, like I said, with the things that pick things up, sometimes your plan is not in your hand, right? right? It's I'm going to play this spell land, but I know Mm -hmm. I have two ways to pick up lands in my deck. Right. And at some point I'm going to be able to draw this spell later. I was telling you earlier about that uh, the Seagate restoration that I was able to buy back with the uh, the two drop wizard with kicker that lets you return yeah. a spell. I had played that as my first land that game, <laughs> so I was able to pick it up, cast it, and then, then buy, buy it back out of the graveyard. And you know a card's good if James like is like islands. I'm in. Uh... So you know, Arena sends out the uh, your stats from the last season. Yeah. I guarantee you my top four drafted cards will be blue cards. Oh, yeah. The blue blue in this set, like I said, just feels so much better. Like the blue-green uh, kicker deck kicker deck just is really good. Like the, the geyser yeah. mage or whatever. I played oh, a deck that card with, is so good. with four of them. Like limited resources were like, what, six mana? You don't know when you're going to get to use it every oh, game. So good. All the Every time. Game. You just yep. get to just like, all right, cool. I'll bounce that. I'll get in for four. Go. Or just yep. like, I'm eventually going to win this game. I just need to not die in the next two turns. Bounce your thing. Right. Oh, cool. Yep. The number of times I've been like, please play that 7-5 for seven mana. Please play the 7-5 <laughs> and just like bounce it. Go. <laughs> and they're like, do it again. Bounce it again. Yes. Just like, yep. sweet. Like, I've never rooted for a 7-5 to get resolved so much in my life. <laughs> I'm like, come on, just play like the big time idiot. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if blue is going to be the best color for ever, because right. I will say, you know, as I say, draft is self correcting. Right. I multiple times in my first three or four drafts got past a roost of drakes. Whew. And then people realized, like I did after the first time I resolved it, the card is bonkers, and yeah, I stopped very, getting very I stopped getting past them. Yeah, you just kind of skipped over something that I don't know that we've super explained on the show before. I didn't know whether you wanted to take a minute and talk about it, and that's a a self correcting draft. Oh, okay, sure. I don't, I don't remember that we've actually talked about that on here so yeah what do you what do you mean by a draft is self-correcting so this is something that you'll hear a lot they bring it up on limited resources and other mm-hmm. like limited podcasts and limited content is if the best deck is blue green what right. happens is it's the best deck kind of when you might be the only person drafting it it's nuts right you just get every piece you could ever possibly hope to get mm-hmm. but as more people realize that blue green is the best deck Mm-hmm. More people try to get into it. 
So right. more people might take an early speculative pick that is blue or green mm-hmm. to try to kind of leave the door open for them getting into that deck. Or yeah. they might be green-white and see a good blue card late and just take it. Because what if I open a blue mythic in pack two? I can right. pivot to blue-green. Right? So as people realize that a deck is good, more people try to draft it so the deck goes down in power level. Because right. the one person drafting it isn't getting everything. Right. You're splitting that power up into two or three different people and everybody's deck is a little bit worse. So like if you played um, Ikoria, right? Mm-hmm. The best deck for like the first three weeks was the cycling deck, right? It was right. the only thing to do. Like you would just take a one man to cycler, pack one, pick one. Yep. Right. And eventually if everyone starts taking one man, a cycler super high, the cycling deck isn't getting 15 cards that have say cycling one on them. Right. They're getting seven. Pre- you're probably also not getting two or three payoffs. You might get one. Yeah. So draft will fix itself when a deck is completely and totally busted. More people yeah. try to get into it. And so then it brings a power level down. And, yeah, then and it also leaves the other archetypes more open for people to move into and brings the power level up of those. Yeah. I was going to say, then it makes it so you have to kind of find the cards that are undervalued at that point to right. then like, you know, so let's say that blue red is mm. undervalued. So you can get the wizards cards and mm-hmm. not the kicker cards. I actually kind of like the wizards archetype. I drafted it once, but like I was in something else. I was in like blue green, but green wasn't open, so I pivoted to wizards, and I didn't get a lot of the payoffs. Oh yeah. Uh, so I've had a few drafts like that where like I realize what I'm in isn't super open, and mm-hmm. I have to like pivot to something else. And those drafts haven't gone great. Yeah. I will say that something I was I was telling my wife, which I'm sure she was super thrilled by. <laughs> Uh, was that this draft seems hard to navigate because they've done a good job of making cards that fit multiple archetypes. Yes, they did a really good job of this. But what I think happens is, is like it's harder to tell if someone's in your lane Uh because you're still getting cards that work. Right. Right. Like I played like a green light landfall deck and it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then I played against someone like two drafts later that had like the uncommon and four of the like four mana two three vigilances that like get a plus one plus one counter and like two yeah. of the two man of the three mana two ones that get a plus one plus one counter and I was just like yeah. oh this is a good landfall deck the landfall deck I had in comparison is god awful yeah I right? played against a green white landfall deck that went turn two the gold card that lets you pick up and play lands turn three the mammoth and then never played another land he just kept picking up and playing the same land every turn and killing me with a five five and i just died yeah that's all he did (laughs) yeah but like you feel like you're getting like a reasonable version of your deck yeah because like you're getting a bunch of like cards that are like sixes and sevens in your archetype mm-hmm. but there's someone who might not even be in your archetype that is right. taking the card taking cards that are like eights and nines in your archetype so mm-hmm. like if you're the green black counters deck the three to the the three mana two one that gets plus mm-hmm. one plus one counter for with landfall in green right that card's perfectly fine in your deck that card's really good in your deck yeah 
but it's also like a landfall card. And it's also a pretty good landfall card. Right? And so, like, you might have got, like, a reasonable landfall card passed to you, like the four mana, four, three. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I think it's plus two, plus two with landfall. Yep. Can it but, be Bayloth? Yeah. But they, but someone else took the, the card I think is better, the three mana, two, one with trample. Right. Like, that card's just better. But, like, they needed it for their counters deck. So there are times mm-hmm. where I think it's harder for you to, like, because there's so many cards that, like, bridge archetypes, yeah. I think it's harder for you to, like, really, like, corner the market on something, right? Mm-hmm. To, like, really, like, kind of plant a flag. Yeah. No, I agree. Because, like, there's The just, signals are definitely a lot harder to read. Yeah, because there are just times where I'm like, oh, I think this deck is, like, reasonable, and you're just, like, then you play against a version of it, and you're like, oh, that's what a good version of this deck looks like. How did they get that? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, Also, I think last set you were like, this is, or one of the last two sets, like this is the best version of the black-white life gain deck we've seen, I think in like M21. Yeah. I think this version of the black-white life gain deck is the best version of the black-white life gain deck I've ever seen. It is. The number of times where like my opponent plays that stupid 1-4, Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just die to triggers. Right. They're just like, I'm going to play this in the 3-2. Yep. And I'm just going to drain you every turn, every time I play a creature. Or, yeah. God forbid, they have the uncommon that makes a cat. Yeah, that card's really good. And you're just like, oh, you put together a common and an uncommon, and I didn't draw one of my three removal spells? Oh. And I lost. I'm dead now. Yep. Or... My uh, removal spell is Nihiri's Binding. Mm-hmm. I guess this doesn't do anything because you're not attacking. Yeah. Right. What am I supposed... It's like, oh, you still gain a life and still ping me? Awesome. <laughs> Just great. Just exactly what I needed. Yeah. So that deck seemed, felt really good. Like, yeah. I've not been able to draft it, but I've just played against it. And, like, sometimes you just feel powerless. You're like, huh, Okay. I haven't yeah. been able to draft it either. Um, I did one of my sealed lists was the clerics, clerics deck, and it was it was very good. Okay. So, I think we've talked about the cards that have impressed us. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you like look back on and just go like, "This is not as good as I thought it was going to be"? Well, we actually missed a couple that I, I actually was impressed with that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay, I will go ahead. Um. The equipment that, like all of them, that auto-attach, They're like, good. I think that's a big step forward in equipment. Yeah, That's the, probably how equipment should be designed. Yeah, like the fact that it's basically an enchantment that you can rebuy. Yeah. The, uh, the landfall one, I think, probably isn't my favorite. Um, the red one's pretty good. The yeah, it is. The black one's pretty good. Like the black one feels like it like it belongs in a particular archetype though. The black one feels like it's a blue black card. Well, I mean it is, but it's not. Like I mean, as the game progresses, you're gonna end up with cards in your graveyard. True. And one mana for plus three plus one's pretty good. It is. Yep. Um but I, I just really li- like the fact that they self attach. Like even the uh the thing that gives flying, like that's a playable card in this format where normally it's not. Yeah, one mana just gives something flying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, 
I definitely I wasn't really impressed with them. Did I lose to it? I definitely had someone go like all in mm-hmm. on on that kind of plan, and it's just like yeah. it's like, well, I guess I have to have a removal spell, or I just die to this double striker wearing like a stupid piece of a, two pieces of equipment. So I got nailed with the three drop two three red creature that when it deals combat damage to a player, you exile a top card of your library and you can play it. Grotag Night Runner, which is yeah, that one. Um, they gave it flying with that equipment, and then Ooh. proceeded to draw like eight cards. Yes, yes yeah, was not. Yeah. Oh, I, but go ahead. Yeah, I, so I like this equipment. I think this is a really cool way. Like, I guess it started with Embercleave. Yeah, but, like uh, Embercleave was kind a, of the one they tested it on. Yeah, I think it's a good way to make equipment playable without like breaking them. Yeah, like they don't have to make them so so good that they're just everywhere. Yeah, like you know they don't have to make uh, GTA. Right. But they are still like just like functional. Mm-hmm. And then another card. Oh, did you have something? You no, good, good. Um, another card that I thought specifically in this limited environment that's better than it normally is is the mind rot that we have right now. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, um, I think that like Mindrot is good in this format, and that card is just like a wall of text. It's like mill two, drain one also. Mill two, drain one. No, mill one, drain one. Mill one, drain one. So it puts three cards in the yard. Yeah. Which is good um, for rogues, mm-hmm. but it also yep. uh, triggers the life game stuff. Right. And then the other card that I was reasonably impressed with was the uh, the two-drop party drain cleric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of times he's just Siege Rhino. 2-1 Siege Rhino? A, a two-mana, yeah. A two-mana yeah. Siege Rhino, yes. <laughs> uh, Malakir Blood Priest. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So, um, so I was pretty impressed with that guy. Speaking of party stuff... Mm-hmm. A card that I saw played way more than I thought it would be, and it mm-hmm. was not um, as embarrassing as I thought it would be, is mm-hmm. Stonework Pack Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy that filters your mana. It filters your mana, but it also is a party member. Right. Any so, party member. Any party member. So, like, the number of times I saw that played was just, like, like, Usually, if that card gets played, you're just like, oh, they were, like, scrapping for playables. Right. Now it's like, oh, it's the, like, type that is rare in their color pair. Right. Right? Like, so, if you're red-white, there's, like, one rogue. Yeah, not or, very many. Or two rogues. Well, this is your rogue. hmm Right? It's a not wholly embarrassing body, and it's right. a rogue. Yep. Um... So that card, I was like, just kept thinking, like, this card is bad. But then, like, it was just turning on a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and then the... Is there anything else? Well, we already talked about the Geyser Mage. That guy right. is yep. amazing. Yep. And we talked about the Roost of Drakes. Oh, uh, yeah. If you... I would take Roost of Drakes, pack one, pick one. And then just yeah. seven zero my draft. Mm-hmm. I think that I lost 
like one or two games where I resolved a roost of drakes Mm -hmm. and I had someone resolved two against me and I just conceded. I was like, I (laughs) can't ever not one time ever beat this. Oh, lol mages domination. Which one's that? X blue, blue, blue. Oh yeah, that card's very good. I had two of those in my rogues deck, and I'd just be like, "Yeah, uh-huh. cast something. I'll pay three yeah. mana and take it." <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is; I'll just take it. Also, the what is it? N- uh, Nissa's Zenda. Here it is. Zendakarian. Z- Zendakon. That's what it is. Yeah. Ah, uh, Nissa's Rastafarian. Hey man, <laughs> I'm a four-four land man. How you doing? <laughs> Um, and Nissa, what's up? You got the good trees, man. Uh, I have to cut that. People are like, he's racist. Um, <laughs> but, um, blue, 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 stone rain you. Yeah. They play that and you're just like, uh, I'll, I'll pay. I bounced one of those and then I was like, okay, I'm going to cast this, uh, the blue uncommon flip land, the look at three cards. I should probably look at its name real quick. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to cast this on my upkeep. Uh, so dually vision. Yeah. I'm going to cast this on my turn. So if I dr- get a vanquish the week, I can kill their creature without having to worry about them pumping it. Mm-hmm. And I got the law mages domination. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to take this. And I just bounced, <laughs> bounced and this is uh, Zendikon. And I was like, okay, they're just yeah. not going to play it again. And he played yep. it. And I was like, blue, 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 stone rain you? <laughs> <laughs> and Take it resolved. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> knew I had it in everything. and was just like, played it. I was like, okay. Oh. Yeah. Iridescent horn beetle. Oh, yeah. That card just gets out of control. I had someone put 20 bugs in play on one turn. In one turn, wow. They had the, like, they put counters on things. Yeah. And then they had... um, Orin Reef Ooze. Yes. And they attacked with that. Yeah. And uh, just made all of them. And they had three three of them. They had three of them in play. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, how? 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 This is ridiculous. How yeah. did you get three of this uncommon? Please stop. I hurt. That was in draft? That was in draft. Yeah. Um, I had a really weird sealed pool. Like, I don't know if there was something going on with the sealed pools at one point, but I had one sealed pool that was um, two of the three mana, two, two hasty goblin that when it deals combat damage to a player, they get a goblin that damages them every turn. Yes, I lost a game to that. I was not happy. So my pool had two of those and two of the uh, Bloodgast, the Shade. Okay. And two of the Red Black Vampire. Whew. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what colors I'm playing. I get to play all of my rares. (laughs) I got this with redundancy. I got this secret seated pack. Yeah, I was not anticipating a seated pack, but here we go. I seven owed that one. I feel like um, Lithoform Engine is not good, but I just had someone completely and totally clown me with it. 
Really? They played a little four dimension, and I went. I actually said out loud, "Oh, so you just took turn four off? Great." Yeah. <laughs> then they played um, a um, uh, the swarm thing, feed the swarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Copied it and killed my board. Great. And then they played your siege right now. Mm-hmm. The next turn, copied it and gained six. Wow. And I was like, huh. Yeah. Like I still don't think this card is good. <laughs> I but also like, don't think it's good. These two turns, it looked amazing. Like you yeah. had like the best two two mana cards you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff we were impressed with. Mm-hmm. What have you? What were you not impressed with? What was I not impressed with? Um, like honestly, I'm, not a whole lot. I maybe it's just me, but like I feel like the aggressive archetypes aren't great. And I oh maybe it's just because I always feel this okay, way. Okay, well that's initially. a little bit more. I, I was thinking of. Well, like. Well, I was trying to think of like cards that didn't impress me, not like. Like, things in general but yes no i agree i 100% agree with that um i think that the removal that red white and black have access to is way better than we normally get and there's way more of it yeah so i don't think that you can really play aggressive decks like i like i have i, I have lost to aggressive decks but like i feel like it's all I, i'm always just right before stabilizing and it would like take them stumbling just at all like the aggr- right. like the gains where you like you look over and your opponent has like in their red white aggressive deck has drawn exactly four lands and they've cast yeah. every card in their hand and you're right. like oh if i would hit my six land drop you could never win mm-hmm. like i feel like there's been a lot of those games but yeah. not like where you're just like like oh or if you drew a fifth land like this game would have been totally different like I don't feel yeah. like they like are able to like rest control, like not control, but like run you down fast enough right. to like you know uh be consistent. And like one of the spells mm-hmm. is like sizzling barrage and you're just like, "Cool. I guess I got to like block your creature, then you killed my thing." Okay. Yeah. Like you like that card's not good. But like the red white stuff, the red white um, and like I didn't think it was well, great. I actually don't hate that card. Um, it's more of like a, it's kind of like a backwards tempo play, but still a tempo play. Yeah, but like if you're red white, right? You don't want to lose the attack step. No, no, no. I don't think it's good in red white, but I think the card's still like a fine removal spell. Like, if, like. It's awkward though, right? Because your opponent has to be blocking. So, like, if you're not aggressive, they're not blocking. Well, I mean, you can be mid range though. Like, you can be playing the red green landfall deck, yeah, and be a hundred percent fine with casting that. Fair. Um. And then, uh, what else was like? Risen Riptide just felt bad. Like that was not the. Uh, uh, kicker payoff that you want yeah um alternatively i did really like the squid oh i didn't play the squid i think i had oh, the squid I like, in one pool i like the squid um i like i actually like him in the wizard's deck okay because I mean, the wizard's deck is like kind of tempo-y and it, he's there, there's not many wizards that are two drops so you just like run him out 
play a land, swing, either kill something, play a wizard, whatever. And yeah, I thought of, that I thought it was really good. And a lot of your wizards fly, so he can hold down the ground. Yep. Like he's gonna trade up. Yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. that card's fine. Yep. Um, trying to think, is there anything? Like they did a good job in general. There weren't like any like super duper stinkers that you're just like. I don't yeah. think I saw or cast Strength of Solidarity. The like put a plus one plus one counter on a creature equal to the number of creatures in your party. Like I don't think I ever saw that card put on the stack. Oh, I, I cast it a couple times. Okay, like I didn't see it cast at all. Yeah, I built two of the uh, green black pools. Okay, I had and a I had a deck that there. I somehow didn't win with. I think it went like four three with four yeah. Hagra constrictors. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't, you know, get there. <laughs> like, that seems like I should have got there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really can't think of too much that. Like, just felt like, like I was super. Yeah. I will say that, like, Jetty Offshoot was really good when we were in BFC. And the Scuttlebug or whatever his name is this time, I don't think is as good. True. I agree. I was going to say that card doesn't. Nectarpot. Yeah. Nectarpot. Next yeah. doesn't seem like it has a home. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's here, whatever, but it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like good. Smite the yeah. Monstrance. Like, there are just times where that, like, card does stone nothing. It does actual nothing. Um, for, like, against, think, like, just archetypes. Yeah, against whole decks. Um, I had a really sweet red white deck, aggro deck that I had built, sealed. And I had three Smite the Monstruses. And I was like, oh, sweet. You know, my, you know, it's an aggro deck, so my creatures can trade off for, you know, some smaller stuff. And then if they start coming up the board with big stuff, I'll just smite it. Well, the number of games where I died with two of those rotting in my hand, were, it was up there. Yeah. It's, it is um, not great because, like, the format doesn't have a bunch of big creatures in it. Yeah. Vanquish the Week is a much better removal spell. Yes. Yes, yes. At least is. in this format. Um like I also never played like Soul Shatter. I guess it's the highest converted mana cost. Maybe I should have played it more. I just kept being like, nope, and like passing it, which yeah. that was a I got blown out by it. Okay. Um what about the inscriptions? Um I played just in general, the any of them. blue and the green one multiple times in like multiple decks. Yeah, those two are really good. I do really like the green one. I th- the green one might be constructed playable. Yeah, um, like I just think- the fact that it's a fight spell for two mana. Yeah, yeah. and then it just does more. And for right. some reason, like it is way lower cost. Like mm-hmm. it's five mana, and it's the only one that's an instant, right? Is the only one that's an yeah. instant? The yeah, other but- two are both sorceries. Yeah, so like. Uh, green conscription, one in the green, and then it kicks for two in a green, so it's three green green. Right. The black one, two in a black, and it kicks for two black black, so it's four right. black black black. Mm-hmm. The blue one is three in a blue, and then two blue blue. Right. Like, why is the green one like a full? So yeah, a full like two mana cheaper. Yeah, and an instant. And an instant, like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It like just wins every fight. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, make my guy huge. Right. Uh, like, I guess, like, the gain life ability is, like, whatever. But for, like... Well, for free. 
Yeah, but for free because you you would play like put two counters on something and fight for yeah. maybe not for five, but right. The fact that you don't have to always play it for five. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no white inscription. There's, there's no, no white. white or red. Okay. They they actually said in uh, one of the articles that they couldn't design one that they felt was balanced enough. So instead of designing one that wasn't good enough, they just decided not to. Interesting. Yep. They've they've done that a few times. Yeah. Recently. Imagine that. Green and blue, no problems. <laughs> we can make a balanced one in green and blue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So did, like Did you ever draft the Nighthawk Scavenger? No, I didn't have that card. I didn't have that card in the pool. I don't think I saw it played. I had it a couple times. It was unimpressive. I mean, I certainly won games with it, but for the most part, it just kind of died to like every removal spell. Yeah, like it just doesn't seem like it's it's yeah. weird, right? Like again, like think about how good that card would have been in like 2010. Uh, not even 2010. Like, let's go back to uh, 2015. Like, Golgari Explore. Like, yeah. two years ago, that card would have been the nuts. So, I I'm sadly not. Su- I think I thought it would be better in limited, but I'm not like wholly surprised. Yeah. Also, this also came up on limited resource, and I'll just kind of say it here as well. Like the mm-hmm. creatures that don't have a party type, yeah, are kind of like they go down in value uh by a lot it's not just a little bit yeah i only had one person in 15 drafts assemble assemble exonian and um have a full party yeah and like it was the and they had two party rares wow they had the um the guy who makes a one one the squad commander that if you have mm-hmm. a full party, your creatures get plus one, plus oh, and indestructible. Yeah. And they had the Archpriest of Iona. Iona mm-hmm. And uh, the target creature gets plus one, plus one in flying. And Yikes. I don't know if they, like, misclicked or what, but I had put a Nahiri's Binding on their um, the 5-5 five, five Vigilance guy. Yeah. And two turns in a row, they went to combat and put the plus one, plus one in flying on that. <laughs> and i Oops. was like i was like does it have to be like a party member like but no. all their stuff's party members Wh- why are they doing this and they did it twice and i was like i i don't understand you're dead i appreciate you thank you for your contribution but <laughs> you didn't why? have to do that yeah you didn't you didn't have to do that i appreciate you letting me win but yeah now i had to tell my podcast that one of my seven wins i don't understand how i got that <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know. Yep. I think the limited environment is really good. Like if mm-hmm. I can I keep too. a reasonable limited win rate, like I'm going to be playing less than I had previously. Like I used to get through like 50 drafts in like two weeks. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to happen now. Right. So I might, this, you might be coming here for sweet limited content for a while. Cause I don't that's know. All right. I we dip, got some, uh, some limited listeners. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to dip my toe into uh standard for a while. Though the degenerate in me is like Omnath with Explore and Grow Spiral, yeah, and Historic, and like people they're playing like Dryad plus uh, Rada, you yeah. get uh, Oracle of Moldiah. Oh yeah, which is 
Arata and an Oracle rolled into one, or in a Dryad yeah. rolled into one. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you can just play so many lands. <laughs> Good thing they banned Field of the Dead. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my. Yeah. And they knew this set was coming. Why would you unban <laughs> that card? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, gosh, I don't know. So, yeah. Other than um, Arena being a like smoldering pile of slag for like an entire day, <laughs> did anything super interesting happen on Arena? I don't think so. So, I cracked my like, thank you for playing egg. Yeah, did you get like all of the basic lands that I like I did? Yes. Was that like by design? Were they just giving us the basic lands? I have no idea. I don't I know there were problems with the early eggs. That's part of what they were trying to fix with like when Arena was down for like the first day is there was problems with the eggs. They had the wrong contents in them and people were getting like cards that had already rotated out as their individual card rewards. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, I got like a bunch of like wild cards. Not wild cards, um like gems for cards I already had. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Yeah, I, I just, think I, I got like 120 gems or something. Yeah, it's like just give me cards from the new set. Like right. how hard Why is this? You do that? Yeah, like how hard is this to make it just cards? So like yeah, like the basic lands. Like was that supposed to happen? Was I supposed to be like, ooh, I got the basic land types? Like I, I don't know. Like all they're doing at this point is making it harder for me to find the lands that I like. This is true. Like and you I have, either need to improve the interface so I can like favorite the lands that I like, or you need to stop giving me basic lands. Yes, like or let me like you know I don't know, either favorite them or like just make it so I can like send some lands into like the exile zone so I never have to look at them again. <laughs> yeah, just like, delete them from your account. Yeah, just like these need to go away. But yeah. you can't dust them. That's fine. Just let me delete them. What if you want them back? I won't. It's fine. The like, only reason I will ever register a deck with the lands that have the arena symbol on them is because I didn't feel like deleting them and changing them. That is 100% <laughs> how I get like all the mana in my mana base. I'm just like, I don't feel like going yeah. through this and trying to find it. Because like now yeah. I've got like the full playset or all five of each of the... Is it three of each color? It's three of each color of the... Um, three of each color. Of the new full art lands, which look really nice, but yeah, am I ever Actually, going to like one of those mountains? I really like. Like, but am I ever going to click through like four or five or ten pages of mountains to find that mountain? Absolutely not. Yeah, no way. Like, you've just given me something that I'm never going to use. And now, granted, we're saying this as we have sorted tens of thousands of cards in our lives, and like, <laughs> I can't be bothered to click right like five times i just can't do it well i mean there's a difference though like when you're building your deck you're like you have that kind of stuff out already you know what i mean like i have a box of my favorite basic lands so when i want to put a deck together i go to my box of my favorite basic lands oh yeah i'm in the mood for my odyssey swamps you know what i mean where in arena you can't do that you just have to scroll through five pages of lands every time you build a deck yeah Every time you're making it so that I never want to buy your fancy lands because I don't want to have to find them. 
Yeah, like, there's no reason for me to, like, go, like, spend money in the store on lands if right. they're, like, impossible to find. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're just giving me more work. I just want to come on here, play some games, and then move on with my life. And you're like, no. Mm-hmm. Dig. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Dig wanna... for your lands. It's like, I don't want to dig for my lands, Arena. Stop it. So, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Other than that, like, nothing cool seemed to happen on Arena. I haven't seen anyone, like, break the interface yet. <gasps> um, I've heard of people crashing it with uh, scoot swarms. I was gonna say, like, wait till you, uh, in historic, play Anointed Procession with Scoot Swarm. Whew. We did it. Four yeah. Scoot Swarms, four Anointed Processions. It's banned, yeah, so good. you can play Mythos of Aluna. They didn't put uh, what's his name in Jumpstart, did they? The two mana clone. A uh, phantasmal image. Yeah. No, not that I've seen. Not, not that okay. I think. I don't think so. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yes, that is good. Yeah. We do have the mimic though, the land. We do a three mana clone. Yep. And we have the other um, three mana clone that like only clones the thing that you have, just like the the rare land. Oh, we also have quasi duplicate. Yeah, there we go. We can like just mono uh, scoot swarm. Scoot swarm and clones. There you go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Our, our goal is just to like make arena restart. Yep. So, well. So I I did see one cool thing on arena that we can mention real quick, and uh, this is kind of a public service announcement. Is somebody had posted up that their opponent tried to hit a Shia with a banishing light, and it's a land. Yeah. So banishing light just does nothing anymore. Like against the Shia. Like all of your creatures are just lands. Same with like Into the Royal. Yeah. For the record, like when that card resolves, you just like instant lose the game. Yes. Like it's just a five mana 10 10. Yep. And just like, oh. I was like, that's not so bad. It'll be. And I was like, oh, wait, it's a 9 9. Dear God, (laughs) what am I supposed to do about this? Lose. It's like, why is this a thing that I'm having to deal with? Did you hear what's going to happen on Magic.gg? I did not. What's going to happen on Magic.gg? They're going to start, I think it's every Tuesday, Mm -hmm. releasing Arena decklists. No way. Yep. Really? So there was an announcement. I heard about it on uh, the Arena decklist podcast. And so basically what they're going to be doing is they're going to be stripping off your name and just putting up any deck that goes 7-0. Like to just win seven games in a seven games or matches in a row from ladder, I'm assuming from ladder. Yes. Wow. Now, let's say you are trying to hide your super secret tech. Yeah. They came out and said, if you just change a basic land like art to another basic yeah. land art, it will reset the tracking. So you can just change your basic lands to keep yourself off of their list of decks. Yes. But they're going to start every week posting decks kind of like they did on Magic Online. Yeah. Where they aren't going to show like, hey, um, there are 45 Omnath decks. They're going to be like Omnath deck. Right. And then they're going to be like, oh, hey, here's a a Winota deck. So the right. 
the the decks have to be different by so many cards to actually count as unique. Yeah. But they're going to start doing that, so there's going to be a deck list kind of repository for Arena, since that's where everyone plays Magic now. Right. That's awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'll look forward to it. It's supposed to be this week. So, oh, wow. Like, yeah, so it should, be, it should already be up by the time this awesome. podcast comes out. So, yeah, so I'm going to have to actually look at it. Yeah, maybe uh, tweet out the list so some of our listeners can check it out. Yeah, I'll have to let's find the link and then uh, yeah, do it. Yep. So, yeah. I do have one more thing that I want to mention on the show that I'm not going to post in Discord unless people ask for it because I want to make sure people are listening to the show. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I have a stack of arena promo cards in my hand. Ooh. So if you would like an arena promo code, hop on our Discord and send me a message, and I will send you one. Sounds I I good. Like 20 of them. Look at you. Look Hogan at me. Looking up for everybody. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're listening to the show, get some yep. sweet, sweet uh, promo codes. Yep, six Zendikar Rising boosters. Nice. And the email also had the promo code for Zendikar Rising. Play Zendikar? I do believe I so, yeah. Or play Zen Rising? Uh, I don't remember. It was I, one of those. Uh, play Zendikar. Play Zendikar is worth three boosters. Yeah, I've got to like redeem the code you sent me. Oh, you didn't redeem that yet? No, no. And look at you. Now you got three... Six more packs. Six more packs. We're up to like over 50 now. Yep. So. Yeah, I just finished up with Limited this morning. And uh, I think I cracked 51 or 52 packs. Okay. I've got 46 that I've won. And I've yeah. got like more more Limited games to go. So. Yep. Well, with all this, I think we have a show. I also think we have a show. So if you'd like to get at us about your thoughts on Zendikar Rising uh, or anything that you're interested in hearing about, you can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can also drop us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Don't forget, if you want to pick up any sweet Zen Rising singles, uh, please use our TCG Player affiliate link. Uh, it's tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Should be a link in the description. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a very small sliver of that helps keep the show rolling, pays our hosting fees and such. Um, if you want to contribute a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get early access to our show notes. I usually post them the day before the show goes live. I also post our pre-show ramblings can be anything from what we ate for lunch to thoughts on a specific deck or format to anything really it's what we talk about while we're trying to get the mic set up which you think we'd be better at after having done this for almost two years now yes uh, but we're not well i'm not it's my fault. <laughs> um so yeah check out patreon if you want to contribute and get access to that kind of stuff Please hop over to our Discord, hang out in there with us, let us know what kind of decks you're playing, what you're seeing out and about, and I can't think of anything else, can you? Oh, also, 
um, I do want to say one more thing real quick is that if you haven't checked it out, we did our video episode with Myrtle Beach Games last week. That is posted if you want to see the video version. Um, I believe it's already posted on Myrtle Beach Games' YouTube channel. So head yeah. over there and check it out if you want to see us and watch the cards we're talking about. Also, on our YouTube channel, yeah, right, we have our thing, right? We do have our thing. We had some questions from Discord about specific cards that they wanted us to talk about. And we kind of clipped that out of the video that we did and put it up on our YouTube channel. So, yeah, check that out also. Yeah. So now, with all of that, I think that's an episode. I do believe that's an episode. So I will catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internet.